This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Greetings, this is Harry. I represent the Reformed Church of Hastings, being one of the Reformed Churches of New Zealand. Our place of worship is 1234 Howard Street, Park Vale. You're most welcome to join us in worship every Sunday at 10am and also at 4.30pm. Do join us. God Almighty, Jehovah declares, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life, so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. Greetings again in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Well, today I'd like to discuss with you a life and death situation. And that life and death situation is ours. Do we only have this one life to live? We are told that a cat has nine lives. Do we have nine lives? Well, perhaps you believe in reincarnation, where you, another person or perhaps an animal in a former life, do you believe that the life you are now living is just one of many lives that you have lived before? Well, you know, this may sound ridiculous to some people, but for millions of people, reincarnation is not a joke. It is a basic part of how they think and live and see their place in this world. I suppose the most appealing thing about reincarnation is the belief in a future life. It gives you something to look forward to and aim for. If you do your best, make the most of this life, then the next time around you will be reincarnated as something even better. But if you mess up in this life, well, here the idea of future lives is especially appealing because it means you will always get another chance. But you know how appealing it sounds, there's one big problem. Well, according to God's word, the Bible, this is not so. And you and me only live once. In the Bible, there is no mention of reincarnation. So it's from God's word to us that we learn that we only live once. 
You don't have any past lives before you are born and you won't have any future lives in this world after you die. This is it. You only live once. Death is unavoidable. We're all destined to die. Death is final. Well, looking around at our society today, at how people live their lives, it is tragic that all too often people waste the one and only life that they do have. We need to make the most of what we have on a daily basis. You may identify with this example, a quote from a book. I quote, A friend and I were talking recently and I mentioned to him how I envied his family ties. I'm still single. And he has a great wife and two wonderful daughters. Well, then my friend said he sometimes wished that he could be free and single again. You know, each of us envies what the other has. We can see the funny side in that. But how funny is it when this is where we are at in real life, as in envying each other? I mean, discontentment is what our society is all about. You could even say it's a necessary ingredient to maintain a materialistic economy. We are always looking for a better car, a faster car, a better job, a bigger house, the latest cell phone, the latest this or the latest that. We never seem to be happy and content with what we do have. And we are willing to do anything to get more, even to get into debt beyond our means. You know, it's easy to look at others with envy. One seems to have lots of money. Another seems to have lots of friends. Another drives a better car or is better looking. And as your thoughts continue in this direction, you come to believe that everyone seems to have a perfect life except you. But, you know, chances are, if you were to ask your friends, they would probably see things in your life which they might envy. We need to remind ourselves that God has made us who we are and has placed us where we are for a reason. We need to cultivate an attitude of making the best we can out of what we have and where we are. So rather than thinking that the grass is always greener on the other side, let's change our thinking and attitude to one of, well, the grass is green on our side of the fence too. I think it pays to count our blessings. Count your blessings one by one. In the Bible, in the book of Philippians chapter 4, we read about contentment. In verse 8, we are instructed about where to focus our thoughts. And there we read, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, is there anything negative there? Just prior to this, we are told in verse 6 that not to be anxious about anything, but to bring everything before the Lord in prayer. Then, in verse 11, we read the Apostle Paul there declares, he says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. 
I know what it is to have plenty. I have learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him, that is, Jesus Christ. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. We all only have one life. How are you? How am I living our lives? Making the most of it? I sincerely hope so because, dear people, we don't all share the same destiny in eternity. Although we do share the same destiny on earth. Good people don't move on to a better life form on earth. When they die, they are dead. Bad people do not drop to a lower life form on earth and try to do better next time. When they die, they are dead too. Everyone dies. In general, people tend to waste the one life that they have been given, squandering the brief time they have on what? Well, pursuing the pleasures of life, pursuing materialism, pursuing sinful and rebellious paths. Our minds focused on wanting, wishing, or if only I have that, or if only I could have this. How much of the time the Lord grants us do we spend in fellowship with Him? How much time do we spend in prayer to the Lord God? How much time do we spend reading God's Word? I'm sure whatever our answer is to these questions, most of us could make a conscious effort to improve or perhaps to begin, even right now. Lord our God. 
Do you trust in the name of the Lord, our God, your God? So, you know the saying, where there's life, there is hope. So while you are alive, there is still a chance, a chance for you to reconsider and look at your life and ask, am I making the most of my life? Often when people are older and have time to think and reflect on their lives, they can see the time they have wasted on foolish things. Or when people have come close to dying but have received another chance, so to speak, or when you nearly lose a loved one to death, it brings home the reality of how final death is or can be with the result that it changes your perspective of life and you want to make the most of the time that you have. It's a pity that it takes these kinds of dramatic circumstances to change our thinking. I guess I'm asking you to do this before such a dramatic event occurs, or even death itself. For we never know when we will have to face this final chapter in our life and that is our own death. Only the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, knows the hour of our death. Why? Because he's the creator. He made us. He knows us. He created all things and upholds all things by his sovereign will. In Ecclesiastes, in the Old Testament, chapter 9, we read there, No man knows when his hour will come. In the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, there Jesus illustrates this in the parable of the rich fool. Jesus said, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable, a story. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. And he thought to himself, Hmm, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Aha, then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to myself, look, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you, and then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be for anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich toward God, Jesus said. So no matter how great you are in life, it all ends when you die. A live beggar on the street is better off than a dead billionaire. So we would be encouraged to make the most of our life. Enjoy what we have. Do what you can and do to do with it all with all your might. Instead of wishing you were somebody else or wishing for what you don't have. Enjoy and be content for what you do have. Enjoy the gifts that God has given you and be content. Be thankful for what you have. And, do, and in all your, what you do, work at it with all your heart.
Don't waste your life. Right now, while you have life, is the time to strengthen your relationships or make a difference. Right now, while you are able, is the time to pick up your Bible, God's Word, and read it. It is God's Word to you. Right now is the time to seek a faithful church, a faithful Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching church community in your area and come before the Lord God and worship Him. Right now is the time to pray, to bend the knee and humbly bow your head, acknowledging the Lord our God Almighty. Don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today, for you know tomorrow may never come. As was the case in the story, in the parable of the rich fool I just read. We don't know what our future holds. We have ideas, we make plans, but we need to remind ourselves that God is in control. We have only the one life to live here on earth. And then, once we die and leave this earth, we must stand before the Creator, the Lord of heaven and earth. In the Bible, the last sentence in the book of Ecclesiastes, in the Old Testament, chapter 12, we read, God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, the Bible here declares bluntly, man is destined to die once, and after that, to face judgment. This final reckoning gives fresh meaning and urgency to the fact that you only live once. When this life is over and you stand before the Lord God, what will the Lord say of you? Will he say, well done, good and faithful servant? Or will he say, as we read in Matthew 26, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. People, dear people, I urge you to look at this one life you have been given. Let us take a moment in prayer. O Lord, you are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted above all. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. We ask that through your Holy Spirit we may learn to acknowledge you more in our lives. May the Holy Spirit open our eyes to see how much we do depend on you. You, Lord, give life, and you, Lord, take it away. Let us be thankful for all that you have given us, and especially in the gift of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It is only through his sacrifice and death and resurrection that we are made right with you that we may have our sins forgiven, that we may have salvation and eternal life. We ask that you may help us to look into our lives and see where we can make changes so as to make the most of all that you have given us. So that not to us, O Lord, but to you be the glory because of your love and your faithfulness. Praise the Lord, both now and forever. And that is only through the Lord our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us uh, today. If you wish to comment, uh, please give us a call. Our phone number is 0687 600 
87662. We hope and pray that this message has brought you comfort and encouragement. Death is a fact of life, but it is not the hand. We have our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, because he arose victoriously from the grave. So then today, when you hear the voice of the Lord, do not harden your hearts. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Here are comforting words from the Lord God Almighty. He declares, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them. So I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and grant you his peace. And that peace can only come through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.
This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.